0: Louis Erickson has agreed to a six year deal with Vancouver Canucks.
1: With the Vancouver select from the London Knights OAU levy. Good short. Hello, sports fans. I am Aaron Warner. With me, Stefan Heck. Uh, kind of a big week of uh the Canucks without any games,
2: eh? Yeah, I mean, they. I, I was sort of worried, like looking at the schedule. Uh, you know, about like halfway through the season that like this would be sort of a week where like we like take a week off doing an episode yeah. <laughs> maybe cuz like the all-star game is like you know whatever and you know i think we figured at the very least we pro- we might not do a bonus episode this week or something um or if we did it would be like a you know we we watch old highlights or something right yeah um but they gave us a lot to talk about yeah we the, obviously we did the bonus episode um on the Horvat trade our first ever emergency pod so if you haven't listened to that uh, if you want to hear me mispronounce Atu Rati uh, multiple times Ratu. before figuring it out, uh, sorry Ratu. God, I just yeah. did it again. Yeah, here I, here I keep for saying Ratu. Here. I know. It's <laughs> R- is it is it R two or Atu? Because I've heard Atu. I believe it's Atu. Okay, Atu Ratu. Um, um, gr- I mean, great name. Already the best name on the Canucks too. Um, but yeah, we we did an emergency pod on that. But we can, we can sort of talk about it more now that the dust has settled. And, yeah. and also, the Islanders re-signed Bo today After, for eight
1: after you've slipped in on on it a little bit, how do you feel about the trade?
2: I still like it. Um, Me too. I mean, I think the process behind it, that's the, that's the biggest part of it. And I know you a know, friend of the show, John Cullen, who I know is a listener as well, might be listening to this in his car right now. Um, shout out to John. Uh, he think he, he calls it a lose, lose, and I've seen that a lot. And I've seen a lot of Leafs fans calling it a lose, lose. Um, but like, I really don't, I don't get how it's a lose, lose exactly. I get how it's bad for the Islanders because they could just fall off a cliff next year, which they probably will probably. Although resigning Horvat makes that maybe slightly it- less likely.
1: It helps, yeah, but like within one to two years, it's such a bad long term. They remind move me so them, much of
2: the Canucks. Like this, this is this is sort of like their version of the JT Miller trade, right? Um, yeah, where it's like, I mean, it's a bit different, I guess, because that was a team that like wasn't ready to compete, compete, and this is a team that's like maybe on the back end of competing. Like they they've had a couple big playoff runs the last few years. Like, don't get me wrong, but you look at that roster, like that's an old ass team, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what their plan is, but Lou Lamorello is what, like 80? So yeah, well, that's kind of part of
1: it. It's the last year of Lou's contract. Okay. So I think he's like all in to make the playoffs this time. And then who knows if he wants to come back or if
2: ownership will want him to come the, back. The East just seems like such a bloodbath though, right? Like I think it would yeah, be man. maybe one thing if if it was like a Western Conference team doing this and being like, well... You know, it's Colorado's underperforming a bit this year. Like we could, we could make a run this year. It's, the West, I feel like, is somewhat wide open. Yeah, the East is just like the East is just insane. It's a bloodbath. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I don't unless you are like Carolina, Boston, Tampa, Toronto. Like who, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be one of those four teams coming out of it, right? Like so, and, and again, you know, by the time the playoffs come around, I could be sounding like a total idiot, but. Yeah, I just don't get the idea of going all in this year if you're not one of the best teams in the East already, you know? It just it feels like a very Jim Benning move to me. Yeah, well, because they they already ha like almost every team around
1: No, every team around them has has more games in hand. I think like Buffalo has three on the Islanders. Yeah. Um so, Pittsburgh yeah.
2: and Washington are around. Yeah, them and as Pits, well, I think. Pittsburgh
1: and Washington and then like we'll see what happens with Florida, right? Well, but with Pittsburgh
2: even, and Washington, I feel like the Canucks could sort of facilitate like they could they could not fuck over the Islanders, but they could make their pass to the playoffs tougher by like making trades with Pittsburgh and Washington, you know? <laughs> like like give them best or give them Shen. Like it's not a huge boost necessarily, but like, you know, if you're gonna make a futures based trade, maybe make it with one of those. It's it's very like, you know, five head kind of like uh yeah. I'm I'm overthinking it for sure. But like Absolutely, <laughs> you know, let's 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 think outside the box a little bit right now. Right. I mean, I'm still you asked uh at the start of the episode um, you know, how do I feel about the trade? I, and I really am still happy with it. I just, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing people sort of come around to it a bit more. I feel like 90% of Canucks fans that I follow online were totally fine with it. I yeah, think people same. were mad that they weren't making trades like these with other players that they should have. And I totally get that. Um, I, you, you can't really separate what they've done before with what they're doing now. I uh, like, I the and I I tweeted this today, but like the key going forward here is like what are they going to do next, right? Like yeah, is this, they have is to continue making
1: moves just like this. Yeah. in order for them to like actually build a contender. Yeah, and I guess that's what that's the confusing part is the the Kuzmenko resigning happens like a week. Yeah, away it, from this, which which doesn't really like follow that same track.
2: Yeah. Like, is this an outlier move? Is this them having their hand forced and knowing he's not going to resign? Like, I think, you know, you look at like what happened with like verbata or ham Hughes going back a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jim Benning getting nothing for them, despite knowing those players weren't coming back. I mean, that's, that's a fireable offense in and of itself. And, and by then as a, as a Canucks fan, um, the smart Canucks fans wanted Jim Benning gone, for a couple of years at that point. But mm-hmm. um, that was that was not a, a, a good sign, obviously. This one, you know, is this a trade where they are like going to actually rebuild and start making more moves like this? Or is it a trade where they are like, well, we had to get something for him, you know? And and this is, you know, this is kind of all we were going to get. This is something, yeah. Right? So like, what
1: makes it a lose-lose trade? Is it the fact that they had to take back bad money? Or is it that... You would expect a better prospect than Ratu?
2: Ratu, I think, is fine. Like, even if Ratu tops out as like a third line center, like that's fine. You know? If you have like kind of a homegrown like a guy you're bring up from Abbotsford who who can who tops out as a third line center, I don't necessarily care about that. Because I think the mistake people are making is that the prospect the Canucks were going to get in this trade, they were like, he has to replace Horvat. Or he has to be Quinn Hughes's partner, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that was going to happen. The big piece in this trade, again, and I, and I keep hammering this home, especially with like Leafs fans who like, do you guys not remember what happened when you guys traded unprotected first? Um, the the even just the slight chance of this first being unprotected in twenty twenty four is like so good for the Canucks, right? So I think the the Hor- the potential Horvat replacement or the potential you know Hughes partner down the road or whatever. It's going to come from the pick. It's not going to come from Ratu, right? And then Beauvillier, you know, I I looked at the practice lines tonight. Uh, He's he's on the first line with Kuzmenko and Pedersen. So are they going to try and pump and dump him? Kind of seems that way based on the first practice. I guess I guess we'll see. It would
1: be great if they could, especially oh. like because he only has one year left. And I guess he is UFA after after, after next, next season, year, not yeah. RFA. I was mistaken about that. Looking at cap friendly when we recorded the bonus pod. Yeah. So yeah, acquiring more cash back in the form of a winger, not great. But that also might just be what you have to do in order to facilitate trades in yeah. what year three of a flat cap, right? I,
2: I really think it is. I mean, you know, Horvat resigned today $8.5 million a year for eight years. And, you know, people are like, oh, I would have way preferred that to JT Miller. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. Ideally, what happens is they trade both of those guys, right? And just mm-hmm. walk away from both of them. But, like, the thing that I don't get about the lose-lose thing... And I and I think it is just people reflexively shitting on Canucks management, which believe me, I totally understand that. I'm a Canucks fan. I I mm-hmm. get that. But this is like a totally fine move. Like I think uh, Ryan Lambert gave it like a B or a B minus for the Canucks, which is like mm-hmm. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But the- but I saw people giving it like a like being like oh this is like another retooling move oh, I can't believe Beauvillier was a centerpiece. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, was like There's a no toss- world
1: where Beauvillier is the centerpiece. I mean, Not at all.
2: Obviously, Alvin went ahead and said, oh, it's like we got three first-rounders, which is like, that's insane. But that's also just him like, like hyping up the players. Yeah, and that's up the posturing. The that's his job, right? And, and I think... You know, the difference between him saying that and Jim Benning saying that is that if Jim Benning said it, I would have believed that he (laughs) believed that, you know what I mean? Whereas this is, yeah, like you said, it's posturing. It's a, it's a totally different thing, but I don't know. To me, it's not a lose-lose trade in any, uh, like, I think the Islanders lost this trade. Yeah, I
1: agree. I, I wish Alvin would stop talking to me like I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I know he's got to do what he's got to do to to hype it up and make it sound really good. But come on, man. You're not tricking me with this shit. Especially when, like, your first-round pick was a second-round pick in, in 2021.
2: I mean, honestly, I think that is, like, legitimately, I think that's him talking to Aquilini. Okay, like, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I think it's it's him talking to the stupidest fans of the Canucks, and in that group, Aquilini's, like, number one with a bullet, right? So yeah. I, I I think that's him being like, Hey, check it out, boss. Three first rounders. You know, this is this is great. Like, I don't know. I mean, Ratu immediately becomes like either the best or second best prospect for the Canucks, which again speaks more to their dearth of prospects than anything mm-hmm. else. But, you know, if they get uh they should have their own pick should be a top ten pick this year. More likely like a top seven, top eight, if they if they keep, you know, playing like shit, which hopefully they do. Which based um, on these lines, whoo, whoo boy. Stillman and Myers together, I love <laughs> Stillman, it. Stillman Myers, I, love it. Oel yeah. and Shen, that's the slowest. Like that's perfect. That's what I want to see. Hughes and Bear, that's fun. You know, uh,
1: and potentially Oel Shen against the New Jersey Devils. Ooh, I
2: mean, Ooh, I, they're going to get torn apart tomorrow, and I, I can't wait. The Islanders destroying them. You know, hopefully that happens too. Like, you know, I, I'm obviously it's been like close to a decade of like cheering for losses, which weighs on you after a while, and it fucking yeah, absolutely. But this feels different because. It felt like before we were cheering against the team and against management because yeah. management wanted to win and was like trying to win. And this is the first year I can almost ever remember the Canucks folding, giving up on the season at the end of January. I mean, realistically, they should have given up on the season a week in, but they're 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 giving up on the season right now. They're they're going to. I mean, I there's no way. I joked about it on Twitter today, but like there's no way they re-sign Luke Shen, right? Like he's he's got to be <laughs> gone. Besser's got to be gone. You know, like it it's it finally seems like we're getting that major surgery that they promised. And the first the first cut was a good one. I think. Yeah. The first step was great. I I I love that trade. I think it's great. And I and look, I agree. You know, um, people have said like, well, the Canucks fans only think it's good because the Canucks have basically never made a rebuilding trade in the last decade. Yeah. Which like, I understand that. I mean, you have to look at the context and everything. And like, we have been completely fucked over time and time again with like the shortcuts that don't work and, and trades that are like too early in, in the sort of lifespan of the, of the team. But I don't know this, this just feels like a normal rebuilding trade to me. Like you gotta, you got a solid like B level prospect, which is like fi- fine. Like again, if we, if he turns into a third line center, that's good. That's a good thing, you know? Um, and then that first rounder, like, that's such a great gamble to take. And then th- the big question mark is Bovillier. Like, do they think they can sort of like, like if they re-sign next year, that's <laughs> incredibly stupid. But, but the other thing is, presumably, if they re-sign him next year, he will have played better. Like, if he plays like shit, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. I, would, I mean, I would hope not. But, yeah. but they seem smart enough to maybe not do that. So if they do re-sign him, that means, okay, he's been playing better. And presumably Besser and like Garland will be gone as well, right? So yeah. it, it's not like... That's, they're not going to keep all of these wingers. Like Yeah, they have a lot of wingers right now, but they're not going to keep all of them. It just the, doesn't the, make sense.
1: The chatter over the last week, uh, I think it was from Sarah Valley, was that he expects Besser to be the next uh, pin to drop yeah. in all of this. Um where it really just comes down to whether the Canucks will retain salary, which I mean they they should. I mean, why if, wouldn't
2: you at this point, right? It, like, and
1: if you if you retain like one and a half of his six point six, and I you think get a that second br- rounder that or something, brings, like, that brings him to market value, right? Like if you, if yeah. Besser is making five million and producing how he is now, like I know he hasn't been lights out, but yeah. he's still putting up points. Like the counting stats are are okay, so. And, and i think teams would be willing to take a bet on him because of his old uh
2: pedigree. oh yeah a team like what about a team like vegas right now like i don't know yeah. obviously their cap situation is maybe insane but like i would have to look into it but if stone well, is Stone's on long term yeah. right so besser seems like the type of player that they would maybe take a swing at but but again maybe not cuz they're like a pretty fast i don't know besser's is such a weird player cuz he's not very fast you know his shot isn't what it used to be but he's like a smart player right so yeah I don't know. I think the rumor I saw was Besser for Mantha straight up, um, which like, obviously that's not ideal, but
0: it's (laughs) it's also
2: like you're saving money uh, in the long run. And I think Mantha is a free agent after next year as well. So maybe, you know, if they do a trade like that and and then trade Mantha and Bovillier at the deadline next year or something, right? Like maybe this is the long-term plan, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I still feel great about the Horvat trade. It just, I, I am, and I'm less nervous for their next move than maybe I, I would have been before the Horvat trade, but in the back of my mind, I'm still kind of like, I mean, they could easily yeah, re-sign the Yeah, i still Luke nervous. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know, was this trade an outlier, was it not? That's like the big question of this season now.
1: Yeah, so like, um, what, yeah. what I like about the trade is that the centerpiece is that first round, potentially unprotected pick. Yeah. They need... I think they just, they need to acquire like the team right now just doesn't have enough top end talent to meaningfully compete. And like, I know something like I'll, I'll hear Drance talk about a lot is like people will say that we have a really good core, but then compare the core to like recent cup winners like Tampa and, uh, and Colorado. So say your core is Pedersen, Hughes, Demko. Great. Is that better than like, uh, Ratnan, Makar, and, uh, McKinnon. No, it's not, obviously. No, and then no. after like those big three, you also had like, Kadri, you also had, uh, what's his name? You know the guy, the guy who got drafted, but N- Nishkushkin, Nick- 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 you had Taves, yeah. you had, uh, Byron, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. I was like doing that same thought experiment with like, teams that aren't even that particularly good. like, Compare the Canucks core to Buffalo's.
2: Oh, I mean, it's not even like, they just don't, it was, you know, Jason Bosch rest in peace would always say they need an army. Right. Yeah. And his whole thing was like, yeah, get as many picks as possible, you know, get as many prospects as possible because you just need to always have guys coming up and like filling the ranks and like playing on ELCs and, you know, you need to take those gambles and everything. And like, just the fact that they have two first-round picks this year, potentially, like, obviously... Mm-hmm. So, right now, as it stands, I think it's it's technically the 13th overall pick, which is, like... Obviously, best-case scenario is the Islanders keep their pick this year, and the Canucks get, like, a top-five pick next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there is a chance of that happening. I, I, think, I don't this, think
1: it's... The second-best scenario is the Islanders, even if it is a top-12 pick, can decide to yeah. to just give it to, like the Canucks this year. So I think the best case scenario is it's like 10th and they're like, you know what? Just take it. It's fine. We didn't win the lottery. Yeah. And then which I
2: I think they would maybe do like,
1: yeah. Instead of having that risk next year. And if it is something that's that low, it means that they completely shit the bed. So you would think that they'd be more forward thinking into next season.
2: Yeah. And if the, if the Canucks are picking 10th, like, you know, I, I, I keep looking at it like, um, you know, Jackson McDonald has talked about this a lot and I I saw people talking about on HF boards this week as well, but the idea of just like from like the second or third round on, like only picking right-hand defensemen, right. (laughs) And, and just like taking swings at like easily the most valuable position in like all of sports, right. Just take, just take right-handed D and centers, right. Like, Mm -hmm. You can you can trade for wingers, you know? You can get wingers and fr- like wingers are I mean, as of right now, obviously, I guess that could it could change, but I, I don't see it changing, you know? Right-handed D are so like hard to find in in the yeah. NHL. I just
1: I, I want them to take swings. I want them to take yes. big swings because in order to win, you're going to need more elite talent than yeah. Pedersen-Hughes, and then we'll see what happens with Demko, right? Yeah. like There needs to be, like you said, and I guess like Botchford said, there needs to be an army. They need their own like in. And speaking of Demko, uh, a lot of Demko chatter over the last week. Yeah. Now, I believe the consensus is they're not shopping him. Uh, Kevin Woodley said that he spoke to him and he hasn't asked for a trade. Yeah, um,
2: I. Back you can to get that, a general vibe, though. I think, right? yeah.
1: Like, the, the, there's, there's, like, there's smoke there, right? So there's got to be at least a little bit of fire, I would think. Yeah.
2: And, and also, who can blame any player on this team for wanting out, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's not like it, it's not one of those things where you hear that and you're like, there's no way that's true. It's like, yeah, of course a player would want out of here. Like, it sucks. You're living in <laughs> like one of the most expensive cities in the world. Your team is trash it's been rebuilding for close to a decade with no end in sight and you know it's at least another couple years of of like pure pain until they're potentially any good right Mm -hmm. so like and dembo's dembo's 27 years old you know i think people still think of him as like this kid but like he was drafted in 2014 right yeah he like he's and i know goalies can you know potentially like play into their you know mid-30s but like i i he's he's not a kid anymore. Right. And like, no, th- the big issue with, with the Demco trade, which we've talked about before is like, you're selling him at like the lowest his value is going to be. But yeah. the, gamble you, the gamble you take is like, I don't know. What if his value gets lower? Like, what if he comes back and he just sucks? Right. Like, yeah, that, the, the that time that could to, have, happen.
1: to have done it would have been in like at the draft, like last year. Yeah. Um, and I, so I like, I'm not, I'm not cheering for like, uh, a demco trade at this deadline, unless you do get a really good return. Like I think potentially he could come back, like play lights out for two weeks. Hopefully the connects lose a lot of one, nothing games or whatever. Yeah. And build up his value. And then there's, there's been talk about like LA Pittsburgh, uh, Buffalo is another one that's been thrown out there. And maybe they do think, all right, maybe this is our year. Here's some really good assets, but I would once again, rather get more assets and, like things that could turn into more elite talent because if you look at like the avs won the cup with with kemper st louis won with bennington like yeah. washington won with holtby fucking mike smith got to the goddamn conference final last year
2: yeah so and those like, goalies were good in the playoffs but but they're also goalies that like have you know were good for like two seat like yeah, I mean, even like obviously Tim Thomas against the Canucks was like completely lights out. But like, yeah, he took so long to develop. Like goalies are just total fucking voodoo, right? So like, yeah,
1: so and like so long as you have a a competent netminder with a really good team in front of them, I think that's well like way better to win a cup than having a lights out goalie with not as much high end talent i just i don't think it's gonna shake out that way so if it if it comes down to it and they do trade demko and you get like one of or two of la's really good defensive prospects yeah i'd be happy with that
2: yeah i get like helga grans la's first i I mean who knows i don't think uh, you're not getting like brant clark or anything but like maybe you can get jordan spence i don't know like there's they have so many prospects right so like and and buffalo has a lot of prospects like there's there's so many options there i don't know mm-hmm. i think they i think trading him at the draft makes a lot of sense um or just just in the offseason in general like like you said especially if he comes back and like plays okay or plays pretty well um like the besser i feel like i think we did do sort of like trade predictions for the rest of the year a couple of episodes yeah, ago with, but with like with
1: Justin last week yeah
2: i do i do think like before the deadline i think we'll see besser Shan and like Kyle Burrows traded. Um
1: Kyle Burrows would be astute. I know I, I I read in the Athletic that they want to keep him. But like shit, you get a fourth round pick, why not?
2: Send him over. <laughs> also, if if you want to keep him, why the fuck aren't you playing him? Exactly. He's like yeah. he's he's like good. He's like a solid player. I guess if you're actually planning on tanking and clearly looking at their lineup right now, like you have Stillman and Myers as the third pair, like yeah. that is a tank pair if I've ever seen one. Like they like you said, I are they playing tomorrow or on Uh,
1: yep, yeah, it's tomorrow.
2: Okay. I'm excited uh, I'm for loving that.
1: that Joshua Miller Garland second. I know, line. <laughs> that's
2: hilarious too. I mean, I I yeah, I don't know and pod Colson's up. I mean, I guess we should talk about, about the players getting called up.
1: Too. Yeah. So I did a sicko thing and I, I paid yes. $40 <laughs> for AHL TV. Cause I want to watch there No
2: it. other way to watch it. Like, is there, are there illegal streams of it at all or not? I
1: didn't look into it that much. I wanted yeah. to just be able to like watch it on TV. Yeah. And truthfully, I was expecting a better product. It was like half off though. Like yeah. you, you, you can pick to only get like Canucks games. Yeah.
2: Right. And so that
1: like cut it down a bit and then yeah, it worked out to be like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. But you're completely on the whims of whoever works at the arena operating the cameras. It's like often like way too zoomed in or like, a lot of it feels like I'm filming it, like is about to be puck drop, and they're like <laughs> zoomed in on somebody like dancing in the stands, and then the puck's about to go down, and so they whip the camera down to yeah, the the because they, the on, they only
2: have like two cameras or whatever, and then right? quickly
1: zoom out, yeah. Because the uh, whole thing with
2: like with with like watching an NHL game is like, like those camera moves do happen, like the the camera whips and stuff, but like it's not happening on TV while you're watching it. It's happening yeah. while they're on a different camera angle, <laughs> exactly.
1: right? exactly.
2: You were saying um, as well that you could hear like was it the like Windows yeah, the, ten the, the noises Windows,
1: the Windows ten notification sound like the one that <laughs> hits the so... place you make a screenshot or like <laughs> you get like duh, 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 that, duh. that's um, so funny <laughs> it played like five times in the first minute and a half of yesterday's game against the San Jose Barracuda um, and then it played to finish they play, played them back to back I actually felt kind of bad because they played them at like eight p.m. my time on the Saturday and then they played a Sunday at 3 p.m. So it was like a back-to-back game with like 15 hours rest, maybe, in yeah. between. And uh, the, the Abbotsford Canucks backup goalie was starting the first game, and then Silas was going to start the second. Yeah. Um, but the backup got hurt. Uh, Pod Colson actually was on a really good back check and uh, had a, like an effective back check, and then they collided into the goalie, and he left. And so they had to sign, like, a, an e-bug. Yeah, he's, like, and 49
2: years old. Yeah, he? he was born in 73. <laughs> oh, my God, that yeah. rocks.
1: <laughs> um, but Silov's played back-to-back. He didn't let any goals in the first game they won, and he let in two the second game and won. He made some really big stops, too. Uh, he looks I,
2: pretty good from just the he highlights looks, I've he seen, looks, right? Like, yeah,
1: he looks very solid, consistent. Like, his positioning looks good. Like, I don't but, know if,
2: they're, if that's part of the reason they're maybe okay with the demco trade, is, like, because Silva yeah, looks like he, like he
1: could be something. You I, you wouldn't want to rush him, but I definitely think he looks like something. Did they uh, did they sign him as a free agent or was he was he drafted? He was drafted. I believe he was drafted. Let's see. Uh I think he was drafted in like 2000 or something. Or not 2000,
2: 2020? That's yeah, I think you're uh doesn't say on uh on elite prospects. Let's see here. Yeah, cuz he played Oh, he played in the OHL. Um Wait, did he? Yeah, he did play in the OHL, So I think maybe he was okay. You ready? Right, hockey DB. Yeah, round six, twenty nineteen. And that seems like that's like to me. I mean, I know this means nothing, but that's like the fucking classic, like goalie picked late that like just turns into like a really good goal. Like, yeah. at, you know, Shosturkin, right? Shosturkin was picked in like the fourth round, I think, right? Like, like that that happens all the time. That's why. That's the other thing. I mean, I talked about this before, but like the taking a uh, a right hand D with like every pick after the second or third round, you might as well just like grab a goalie every draft too. Yeah, <laughs> and fuck just it. see what happens. No, I like right? that. Like let yeah. let let them get their guy. Like who's it last year? Ty Young or whatever.
1: Or, yeah, just, just take George. A,
2: just take a goalie. Um, you know,
1: like why not? So the the uh, <laughs> the Barracuda, they were they employed a uh, Vancouver Canucks legend, Derek Pouliot. <laughs> So I got okay. to see him play both
2: games. Um, wow, I didn't know yeah. he was still playing.
1: Yeah, no, uh, definitely an AHL defender. But he did, he did contribute to the one one of the uh, goals against the Canucks yesterday. Um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, I really like Arshdeep Baines. He is. Yeah, uh, I've heard
2: he's like pretty, he's like skating pretty hard. And he he was one of the guys that Alvian mentioned is like, maybe he'll get some games. Like, I'm so excited for the deadline because after the deadline, they're going to call up a bunch of these young guys probably. Yeah, and, like and give I would, some playing time. I would
1: love to just to see him to get an opportunity. Like, I don't think he's going to be a high level contributor in the NHL, but he four checks and back checks really hard and just like always seems to be in the right spot. Um, Pod Colson definitely deserved to get called up. Yeah. Like he, he was just on a different plane. And I believe he was getting like seven shots a game by the time it like, yeah, it ended. The, and I the feel game, like
2: he'll play well under talk too. Yeah.
1: You know? The, the game, the, the back-to-back game really kind of stunk because they lost, but they lost an entire like top six line by the different call-ups. Like G. Giuseppe has been really good on their power play. Um, puck holes has been phenomenal in his own end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh Amin, Amunds looked like really good. He uh scored a really nice goal in the the like Friday night game before getting yeah. the call up. And when I watched him in Calgary, he had two goals in the third period. One was like a like snipe. And he just looks way more confident in the AHL. He like, it looks like in the the NHL, like he used his speed and he like got to positions well and was like fine, but it yeah. didn't look like he had any confidence to like that. He could beat goalies. So I would, I'll be interested to see when he's called up now after maybe getting some more confidence, like scoring some pretty nice goals in the HL, if he will, like test out his shot. And if we could see more from him, but I'm
2: kind of excited to watch, uh, D Di D Di Giuseppe play as well. Cause I feel yeah. like he's, he's one of those guys that like, People have been saying for the last couple of years like well, he should have gotten called up and he should be playing.
1: Yeah, he's had like had horrible luck and he's also kind yeah. of old. I think he's like 27. And he's 29 I think, 29. Born in 93, yeah. So but totally
2: I, one of those like AHL tweener guys, right? Like yeah. you know, he's he's played, let me see, he's played 202 NHL games and has 53 points. So like, you know, uh a 0.025 points per game average, give or take. <laughs> um but I, I don't know. I think he'll be he'll be kind of fun to watch as well. Yeah, like I'm, no,
1: he's he's I, I like how he plays. The other oh, couple more things from the AHL. Yeah, uh, I, I love Hoaglander. Like I'm pretty sure the reason he got he didn't get called up is that waiver thing. Like if he plays yeah, he two more two games. games, yeah, he'll uh, he'll be on waivers. But... I think
2: he'll be up after the deadline. I would assume. Like yeah. that makes sense to me.
1: I, I don't And he, he and he
2: seems like someone that it would like as well because he's like just the hardest working player out there, right? Yeah. So. And,
1: man, he can lay some hits as well. Yeah. Like he laid a hit in the the game I went to live, like against the, the Calgary Flames, not against the Wranglers. But he like laid out a couple players on the games this weekend that I watched and uh I'm like, Wait, who's oh, it was hoaglander nice. Yeah. That type of thing. Um and Jet Woo fucking sucks. I hate Jet Woo. Get him out of <laughs> here. He stinks. Um, he never does anything good. All he ever does is like headhunt and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and like give the team fucking bad penalties. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Uh, Klimovic got, he had to ride the pine after taking oh. two bad first period penalties. Didn't really know some at all in the game Saturday. Hopefully so he's kind of bummer, up. He gets but... called
2: up after the deadline too. Like there's that's I think that is the big bonus of like them giving up on the season is like you will see those call ups where they're like, let's just get this guy a few NHL games and kind of see what happens. Which like I feel like this team was fucking allergic to doing that, you know? Yeah. Um so I'm I'm excited to see that. Um I'm kind of weirdly excited to see Bavillier play with Pederson and and Kuzmenko, you know? It'll
1: it'll be cool to watch some classic Canucks hockey after a week off. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, it's, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, it's going to be interesting to see them playing without Horvat, seeing what the power play is like, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It's going to be worse, right? I,
2: well, yeah. I just, I do want to see, like, as a team, how much worse they are because, like, their face offs have gotten so much worse, obviously, right? Um, yeah. That's um, like, so we'll see, you know, how much of a difference that makes. But I feel I, I don't like know it'll if make it's like something a, of a difference.
1: It might be a little bit underappreciated as a fallout from the Horvat trade, just how bad, um, Cause like faceoffs don't matter until they do, you know, and so like on the power play, it's really important to be able to get possession off the hop because then you don't have to like carry it in and then and then set up. So I think their power play is going to take a pretty major hit. Yeah, and then if their power or their their penalty kill could get any worse, I think it probably will. Because they're not gonna be able to win a face-off. Hopefully, man. yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, yeah, and and you know, I don't want to say hopefully they're demoralized, but like you know, they have to know on some level. Oh, by the way, management has given up on you guys making the playoffs. Yeah, and this to me is not the type of team. I mean, they have not shown us like, hey, yeah, you think we're out of it? <laughs> Fuck you. You know, we'll show you. Like, I think they're gonna be like, yeah, you guys are right. We suck. Let's, yeah. Unless uh, let's they're playing the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. But they have their so they have let's let's check the schedule right now because this they're on their Eastern road trip right now right yeah so they're playing New Jersey tomorrow and that'll be fun I know uh, we've got our friend uh, the beer nerd in the Discord um, so you know I, I, have they played the Devils yet this year yeah maybe earlier no maybe not did yeah. they have a, did know.
1: they have a home game against them
2: I f- I forget I feel like, I feel like I... they. Did? I don't know. I have like forgotten. Oh, they did. They lost five, two at home. Ah, yes. Um, uh, which is like, of course they did. Yeah. uh But they're playing the devils Sounds tomorrow. Right. The Rangers on Wednesday Islanders on Thursday, uh, Red Wings, fuck 9am on Saturday for the Red Wings. Ugh. What the hell? I'm going to be watching <laughs> soccer. I guess I'll have both games going at once, but like,
1: damn what? 9am. Oh, that is, that is a good reminder for all the fans out there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you're listening, the Canucks are playing at 9 a.m. on Saturday, February the 11th against Detroit. Uh, And then they play Detroit again in Vancouver on Monday. Rangers in Vancouver on the next Wednesday. Flyers after that. I mean, a lot of, you know, the Flyers are not a great team. The Wings are not a great team. But, like, they should lose to the Devils, Rangers, and Islanders. And they should lose to the Red Wings, too, realistically. Yeah, burn, Um, baby, burn. I really hope. Yeah, I mean, this is like a rough yeah, I mean, then you know Boston's there at the end of the month. Play Dallas, Minnesota, Toronto. Like they should lose most it's, of. It's these a pretty games. hard
1: month. Like there's there's easy games like that. Like week schedule. Excuse me for the rest of the year. I think that really hits like in March. So if they can dig themselves as big of a hole as possible over this next, yeah, I think, three so, four weeks here.
2: So uh, from March twenty, like they play the Blackhawks twice. They play the Ducks two or three times, I think. They play the Coyotes. But, like, the Kings are not an easy win. The Flames have not been playing well, but they're better than the Canucks. The Kraken are good. Um, you know, the Stars are good. The Sharks suck. It, like, it is It is very funny that, like, for them, for the most part, the easy part of their schedule is, like, oh, we're just playing more Pacific Division teams. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Pacific is just such dog shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think also, like, after the deadline, too, like, they should just keep losing. Presumably the, the problem is that the other bad teams will sell at the deadline and get worse too. But what yeah. you have to hope for is that like, and this could happen with the Canucks too, I guess, but you know, you, you call up those young guys and they're like so excited to be in the NHL and they're playing so hard and you, you kind of fluke your way into a few wins that way, which we know can happen. I'm just mm-hmm. happy. Like, look, it would suck if the Canucks like won like four straight to end of the year. But if it's like our steep Baines, and like Klimovich scoring it's well, I mean, it's not, not like deal. It's not yeah. great, but it's like, at least it's not Brandon Sutter <laughs> fucking over our chance at, at getting the first <laughs> overall pick. Right. Like I don't, yeah. As long as it's oh. like the younger guys pl- showing it up, that's, that's fine. I for- completely forgot.
1: Atu Ratu in the AHL. Um, I think there's a reason why I forgot to talk about him is I didn't really notice him, which is not great. I mean, he's getting used to a new team, et cetera, et cetera. There is one goal uh, in the game yesterday where he provided like a pretty good screen. I thought maybe it went off his skate. He'd get an assist, but I guess it didn't. Um, Nothing too glaring. Yeah. Uh, There's the, the Canucks like go ahead, like game winning goal. It was his line that was applying the pressure and then he like made a smart line change, jumped off and then, when he was off, but then the rest of his linemates were on is when they scored. But uh, yeah, he's fine. We'll see how he how he develops into it. Uh, there's yeah. one no more thing about the Bo Horvat trade that I wanted to talk about, and it was the shopping around and people being upset that they didn't like field other offers once they got the Islanders offer. I don't care and, about that. <laughs> yeah, well, like, have you ever watched fucking Shark Tank? You know I've watched
2: with? Shark Tank and, and Dragons, Den. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Well, Mark
1: Cuban gives someone a deal. And the 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 people doing the pitch, like, can we talk about it amongst ourselves? Or I'd like to hear what the other Sharks want to say. Mark Cuban will jump in and say, no, like, I'll give you like 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah, you, and Lou Lamorell strikes me now.
2: as that type of guy. Like, I, I just don't know what more they could have. People are like, oh, they could have gotten way better offers. And it's like, could they have? Like, the one team... That I I look at and and I think oh like what could have been with this team was Carolina, but the issue with Carolina is that the the rumor is they wanted to negotiate with him first, which again can completely fuck you over. Yeah. Um. And also like yeah you know you get like Scott Morrow who who looks really good obviously so that would that would be a great pickup, but their first is going to be presumably much much lower and and much yeah. less valuable. Um. So I I don't know I mean I I really think people are still. They're undervaluing the first rounder. I mean, okay, it's entirely possible the Islanders could just go on a fucking heater right now and the Canucks get, like, the 24th overall pick, which is, like, it's not good. But in this draft is, you know, fairly deep. Yeah, but and, if you're getting a
1: first this year from, like, Carolina or, or like yeah, Colorado like, or Boston, that's gonna be like, low. you're assuming it's, it's that be, low as well, right? Yeah,
2: whereas with the Islanders, there's at least a chance that you're going to get, like, quite a solid pick, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm... I'm totally fine with that trade. I, I, And, and you know, the whole thing, like, oh, they could have gotten... You know, we we were offering more or whatever, and it's like, okay. Like, that just sounds like a GM who's, like, pissed that they missed out on it. If yeah. you're offering more, you should have offered you, yeah, more. Yeah,
1: you should have offered it when if, you had the chance. Yeah, if you
2: had offered more, they would have made that trade, presumably, right? Like, I... You know, what did fucking... Like, Boston had nothing, right? That was mm-hmm. the nightmare. Like, the nightmare was, was the Canucks making that trade with Boston, and... Getting like a couple win now pieces and and like their first rounder, which is gonna be like 32nd overall, right? So I don't know. I mean, I just think they did. I think they did the best they could. I think they did a good job. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice if they, you know, can you imagine if they made the Horvat trade and the JT Miller trade last year? How happy we'd oh, be right God, now? Oh,
1: God, it'd be so nice.
2: It'd be it'd be amazing. It would be so good. I think the thing is, if they had traded Miller last year, they would have re-signed Horvat. Is, is the yeah, thing.
1: yeah. It's that's that's the same. So, which I so would I, be
2: happier with, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, there's just no world where both of those guys were getting traded. Let's, let's yeah, be
1: realistic here. So not not with this team. Like I that would know. have been the best thing to do for like the long term future of the team. Yeah, but another thing I want to talk about with respect to Bo Horvat, like. What do you think his legacy in Vancouver is going to be, especially with respect to like other captains in Canucks history? Like,
2: where do you see him slotting in? I don't know. I mean, he was like really good for them, obviously, right? Um, yeah. Like,
1: so we ended our, our our bonus episode last week, this week, whatever after the trade, the emergency pod, by talking about like what our favorite Bo Horvat like memories were and there's that end to end goal in the bubble against St. Louis. And then other than that, I can't really think of anything. I think I think speaking up
2: speaking that, up for the black lives yeah, stuff was cool, but it's off-ice stuff. Yeah, other than that
1: it was off-ice stuff. Like I was thinking about that too. Like he seemed like a good like leader for the team. Like he was very good in the media that the black lives yeah. matter stuff was obviously very but like good. also, was uh, he given like, all
2: the locker room shit the past couple of years too? Uh, like, yeah, there, like obviously,
1: like but. how much uh, that's so hard to speculate about. I think like how much is that like his fault or people around him? Or is that him not being able to manage it? And I, but anyways, my, my point is I don't think that the lack of like Bo Horvat moments are necessarily his fault. No, I think it's,
2: it's, it's, he did the best he could with this team. It's in this the situation. organization's
1: fault for giving him fucking Lyndon Vay and Ronald's fucking Kennens. Yeah. For like the majority of his his tenure in Vancouver. He just yeah. never had the opportunity to like play in big games, which really sucks because he's like, what, the 10th? highest scoring
2: Canuck or of all time. I mean, that, that speaks to more how sad this franchise's history is, I think. but Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, he, he was like a good foot soldier and like, I, but I don't think he's like Ring of Honor level necessarily and specifically because it's like, I mean, I, I feel, like you said, it's not his fault. I feel bad for him, but yeah. it's like he did the best he could with like essentially the shittiest era in team history, mm-hmm. um, you know, debatably. So, I, I, but is that Ring of Honor worthy? I don't, I don't think think so. so. Like, if he doesn't have, like, a a specific, like, memory, you know what I mean? Like,
1: Like, you know, obviously
2: Burroughs, you have slaying the dragon. Matias Oland, you have breaking Miko Koivu's leg. Like, there's there's all sorts of memories, right? (laughs) Like, you have,
1: uh, yeah, like, Kessler's second round against Nashville Nashville, in 2011. Like, uh, I, I think in, like canucks history he slots below a lot of those like 2011 players for me and then that's not his
2: fault like it's not it's yeah i think he's better like i he's a better hockey player than alex burrows is you know what i mean yeah But in terms of like how he fits in franchise history you you put burrows above him for sure right
1: yeah and i've seen like his captaincy compared to naslin's quite a bit but like naslin's was scoring so much. He was one of the, he was one of the best era. players in the
2: NHL. Yeah. Easily like he, one
1: of the best players for yeah. uh, multiple seasons. He was really and good. Yeah. That team, like they actually did some things in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Obviously a way better decor. And they well, did some uh, things in
2: the regular season too, right? Like, yeah, team, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't consider like, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't consider the bubble playoffs to be like the playoffs. I don't get, well, yeah, I don't really consider them real. I would have, if the Canucks won the cup,
1: um, oh of course yeah uh, absolutely but, but yeah like they
2: it was can you imagine so weird. The fucking? this is this pisses me off but can you imagine the 2011 vancouver canucks against the montreal canadians that lost uh, to tampa stop stop <laughs> uh, by, by the way a uh, video of pod Colson at practice just dropped and it's him walking towards the ice saying oh i miss it <laughs> he's Aww. so cool i, I love pod coals and so much man he's yeah, I really I'm, so, he, I'm really excited he pans to out him, I, again, I think he's a he's a type of player that Talkett will like a lot, and I think being in the AHL it seemed like it was really good for him. I'm I'm yeah. a little annoyed we don't have Hoaglander up just yet, but I'm he'll be up before the end of the season, I would assume. By all rights,
1: he should be. Yeah, I, I oh, think yeah. I think Hoglander's a, a Talkett kind of guy as well. Like he, yeah, his, he's his such a effort hard effort level right? and his yeah. his like forechecking is so good. I don't see. I don't know why he fell out of favor with Boudreaux so much, but. Yeah, I'm I, I'm am yeah. a, a Hoaglander <laughs> guy too. But again, they're yeah. both wingers as well, so who the fuck knows.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the rest of the year. We're about a month out. Almost exactly, excuse me, almost exactly a month out from um the trade deadline um which is going to be good hopefully. Hopefully we'll have to do an emergency pod then. Um Yeah. <laughs> actually, let's see. NHL trade deadline. It's March 5th, right? Yeah, March 3rd. March it's 3rd. It's a Friday as well. Yeah, so Friday. I mean, maybe we just record the regular episode that that evening or something, or that afternoon. Or wait I don't for the know.
1: Patreon for that day. Yeah, exactly. We'll do the Patreon so, a little bit later in the week.
2: Oh, and I also looked uh, at when the draft lottery is this year, and it's actually mm-hmm. the beginning of May, so I should be back from Taiwan. Nice. Which means our listeners will be able to watch us probably on like Twitch or something. We could do like a co-stream maybe on Twitch. Yeah. Of of us watching the lottery. I don't, man. I that's like I actually don't want to watch the lottery. I I it's so stressful i just don't want to watch it you know what i mean you know what
1: i don't want to watch it for is like especially not like live with people watching me is there's like a chance that if the canucks won i would like tear up which oh, i would it, fucking hate it would be like if, the worst blackmail male material dude forever. if they if they <laughs>
2: win the lottery knock on wood if they get 100 i'm crying no fucking question which, am i, am I like, crying i'm calling my dad and we're crying together like, there's like no. I, I would lose my fucking mind. That would be the best moment in team history. Like that's the closest I, I, they would get to winning a cup. I just would be feel like incredible.
1: I'd be like one of those guys that cries. Cause he got like a specific Spider-Man Funko pop or
2: something. <laughs> it'd be so
1: embarrassing for me, but like, uh, man, if
2: he's, uh, I would I, cry. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not looking forward to that lot. That's going to be so fucking stressful as a, as a Canucks fan, because like, you know, you know, for a fact that before they get to the Canucks spot, mm-hmm. a team will be missing from the list, which means they will, they will have a top two pick. You know a team below the Canucks will, will move up. You know? Yeah, uh, I mean, but, if history is any you,
1: indication.
2: <laughs> can you fucking imagine the feeling of, of them getting to the Canucks slot and they skip the Canucks, and then you oh, know they're in the top oh, two? Like, oh, baby! Look, I'll say this now. like, Obviously, you really, really want Connor Bedard. But if they get Adam Fantilli... He's their best prospect since the Sedins. Yeah. Right? Like he's If they he's, get Michkov. Oh, oh, Mitch Mitchkov would the thing with Mitchkov that's I I mean, people are talking about him falling pretty like not far, not like end of the first round but like you know, not into the teens either but like low top 10 possibly like Ugh. I don't know. I oh mean Oh my god. If if you're the cuz like you know, he's he's over there until 2026, right? Um and who's to say he doesn't sign under their contract? Is getting out of Russia going to be harder? I mean, it probably is. There's so many things at play, right? But like, if the Canucks are picking, I mean, if the Canucks are picking fourth, they should take Mitchkov. Yeah. If, if they're picking sixth or seventh, and he's there. Are you fucking kidding Oh my kidding god! Me?
1: Yeah. Do you, you. Well, hopefully they're astute enough with like their current Russian players and seemingly. That's I don't exactly know Mitchkov right? is like, represented by Dan Millstein, but you he would think if he wants point. to come over, yeah. he will be like, they seem to have that relationship there. Yeah. There's Cause
2: Washington's that- the classic, like, Oh, all the Russian players love, love being a Washington team. But like Vancouver is sort of, that team now as well right i mean they have a fair number of russians on 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 the roster
1: did you see that it was from hockey prospecting that like shows draft year like oh. uh, um comps and yes. for for <laughs> the number one comp is wayne gretzky <laughs> yeah, I <know>. followed by <laughs> paul korea austin matthews mario lemieux and robert reichel
2: yeah Reichel is the worst one on there yeah like. and then
1: and then for leo carlson still pretty good but it's like Maxim Af- Finneganoff, uh, yeah. Sebastian Naho, Polyarvi, Sergei Fedorov and Yannick Pro. Like <laughs> I, I would take those players, but
2: I I um I subscribe to hockey prospecting because it is it's pretty useful for like like fantasy hockey stuff too. Yeah. Um but I, I love those comparisons, you know. Um and I, I love like the the NHLE numbers and like that sort of thing. I was mm-hmm. looking at I mean this is a guy that I would have loved the Canucks to target from Carolina, but I I don't think they are uh, Nikishin, that Russian defenseman. Okay. Uh, his NHL E this year as a defenseman in the KHL uh, is like 70 points in the NHL. Cause he's like, he's just like over a point per game as a, as a KHL defenseman. He's like 20, 21 oh, yeah. years old. Yeah. 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 He looks fucking insane. But like, I, I just, I don't know. Like that, that's, you know, going back to the Horvat third round second, pick like, too. Right. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. Like that's why you, you just get as many chances as possible. I don't, I mean, we're, 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 we're preaching to the choir here. If you're listening to this show, if you're listening to a Canucks podcast called I Hate This Team, you understand the necessity of, of getting as many draft picks as possible, getting as many swings as possible, right? And, and, and you've probably been going fucking crazy the last decade like we have that they mm-hmm. haven't been taking advantage of it. And the Horvat trade is the first sign of them being like, oh yeah, we can trade four draft picks. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm, we, got, we got less than oh. a month until... Until the next, until the deadline, I'm really hoping, I'm just hoping they make the trades like now, you know what I mean? Like they did with the, yeah. Yeah. Cause
1: it makes them like worse. Now, if you get like a second or a man, I really, I'm praying for a first for Shannon low first, apparently, apparently the flames are interested.
2: I saw that you you can get, get one of their like little guy prospects that Sutter hates, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh man.
1: If you, you can imagine? get like
2: Boston's first for Shen, like it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It, you know, like what does that first do for Boston right now? If they're a hundred percent and win now, but I, yeah, I don't know. Much. I mean, that's wishful thinking obviously, but stranger things have happened. Look at, look at the trade Montreal made with Florida last year. Yeah, right? that, so, That's
1: what gives me hope. That's like the big one that like d- defensemen, especially like big physical sturdy ones that like can play well. And Shen this year too is produced. Like I saw earlier this week, he has more points than, um, Severson.
2: He's a, he's a right side Damon Severson. I mean, that seems like it's telegraphed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but, but Shen is like, he also does, you know, and I think this plays a role still with, with GMs. I mean, you look at, look at some of the trades bending made, he has draft pedigree. I know it was like 12, 13, 14 years ago, whatever. Um, but he's, he was a, he was a high first rounder. He's won two cups before, he knows how to win. He's he's a tough nosed, like hard in the corners guy. Like he's, I, I don't know. I mean, they better fucking sell high on him. I I would, I yeah. would go insane if they didn't. But I, I don't know. I'm just just excited for more trades, more picks, more prospects. Like you know, if, if you listen to the bonus episode, this is sort of like more of what we've already talked about. But like, I'm excited about the Canucks situation right now because it seems based on this one move, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And Again. It all comes down to what they do next. They could I'm, completely shoot themselves in the foot and we're we're back at square one and we're totally crestfallen and pissed off or whatever. So yeah. there's a good chance that'll happen, but maybe not.
1: And I think something else that needs to be said is like you know they talked about major surgery. There's pain involved with that, right? Like it it does have to kind of hurt. So I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit bummed when I saw like Horvat and and Petterson on the bench like hugging each other or their one last ride and shit. But I mean, this is the, we're going to have to deal with this, right? Like if it's for the, lo- like the good of the team long term, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to feel that pain, man.
2: Yeah. I, I don't, I do not, like, I cannot imagine being a Canucks fan right now. I mean, this is the problem with like the throwing the jerseys on the ice and the booing the team and, and all that stuff, which don't get me wrong. I love that shit, but Aquilina <laughs> is stupid enough that he's taking that, he's probably taking that to mean, oh, they want us to win right now and make the playoffs right now. No, we're doing that to be like, be patient. Take your fucking time. We don't care. Like, like, take as much time as you need to actually be good and actually have a plan and actually execute on that plan, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen that since Mike Gillis. And I just want to see a plan again. And I want to see them execute on that plan. And the Horvat trade seems like a pretty good first step. So, oh. fingers crossed for more. The other thing we gotta talk about, Jim Rutherford maybe yes, leaving. Well say, not maybe leaving, but well, like it was, it was Steve Simmons saying it, so you know, take it with a yeah. gigantic grain of salt. But I mean I don't necessarily think it would be surprising if that happened. Obviously we don't know anything about his like situation or whatever, but like he's an older guy. He's yeah, one yeah, older he's, like, is to pushing win. 80. It, why would he I mean, why would, would he put be, himself through this shit, you know?
1: <laughs> it would be very funny if uh
2: <laughs> just like one year of Vancouver. He's like, fuck it. I'm out. Don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if that happened. Yeah. This is like a miserable situation to be in. But at the same time, if, if they're again, going back to the Horvat trade, if they're making trades like that, then, you know, maybe he does want to stick around for like an actual rebuild slash retool kind of thing. I but- mean, what would happen? After, like you've just put in all of Rutherford's guys
1: and then, and then he just takes off and leaves. Like, I think do you, um do you I hate is, to say that is I it think then Dale Dale Talon yeah, is the president
2: that, and well, it Alvin was is rumored the GM. that's who uh
1: yeah. Alkalini oh. was originally courting before oh, Rutherford came along. Yeah, and now he's an advisor, which that is
2: that is worst case scenario. Oh, and and knowing the Canucks, that's hundred percent what's gonna happen. But let's let's enjoy this moment <laughs> while we can where the Canucks have committed to a rebuilding move. And in, in our minds, we're thinking, oh, maybe they're actually going to rebuild now and, and and tear it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, let's enjoy that now until Rutherford leaves in the offseason. They bring in Dale Talon and they trade for like... Good Branson again. Oh, fuck. Yeah, honestly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, at least the bonus episode this week, we're going to have some games to talk about. So that'll be Yeah, cool. that'll be sick. Um, we'll have two games to talk about because presumably we'll, we'll record after the New York game. I almost yes. wonder if we want to record, um, you know, during or after the Islanders game on, yeah, on a Thursday, um, that could be fun as well. Um, and this is a bit of a sneak peek. I, I mentioned this on the stream today, but yes. Aaron and I will be on, uh, your Kickstarter sucks. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be their next bonus episode or, or, uh, like, Oh, like next week's, um, but uh, Jesse and DB are going to a Nashville game. Yeah, I think they're playing the Golden Knights, and they're bringing us on to sort of uh, uh, talk help about explain...
1: our our nastiest
2: sex moments. Yes, that yeah, and the, the and, hottest and... times I've ever. Fought. Yeah, and explain how icing works and, and yeah. all that sort of thing as well. But uh, yeah, I think I think that'll be a lot of fun. Also, well, we'll and, plug and in... it'll be a video episode probably too, so we can probably we show are, them some some highlights. We are
1: we are like fifty bucks away from the John yes. Taffer. Uh, yes
2: thank you to all our our, our you know our older patron, pa- patrons 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 <laughs> and our and our new patrons who signed up for the emergency pod uh we yep. appreciate it but yeah we're, we're what we're so we're 10 or so away from
1: 49 of our uh, canadian dollars so that would be okay. like i think a can like a five dollar patreon sub in canadian is like 750 yeah, so like seven seven yeah, six ish. seven seven. okay i think seven yeah
2: well, if you're listening and, and you don't know about this, our idea is, and we tweeted about it and someone co-tweeted and was like, oh, uh, is this like the new banner? Oh uh, yeah. Stupid motherfuckers, man. Forgot was about really that. Funny. <laughs> In fairness, the one guy replied was like, Well, this is like funny at least. And it's like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't, that's the point. I don't I don't I don't think we're gonna change any minds with this. I think it's something that is funny that fans of the team can enjoy. I don't think if you think we believe Aquilini is going to see a video from John Taffer. First of all, he's never gonna see this. Yeah. But second of all, if he does see it and sells the team, okay. I mean, that's not going to happen. We we're we're not, you know, tricking ourselves here. It's just something that I think would be very funny for the fan base and funny for us. Um, and yeah, no, just, it's just he, like John a funny Taffer thing rocks. to see. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um no, the guy's like, it's owned by the family and they won't sell it. It's hilarious. People think the shit does anything. Oh, no, it, it, it doesn't does. make me
2: laugh, motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be really funny. So, uh, if, if you're listening and you're not a, a patron just yet, um, check it out. It's patreon.com slash hate this team pod. Is that right? Or is it just hate this team? I always forget. Uh, that's a great <laughs> question. I should check. It's patreon.com slash I hate this team. I hate this team. So, uh, go check that out. Our Discord is very active. It's it's really nice for like game day threads, I find, as well. Um, But, uh... All right. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll be back uh, later in the week, uh, post-Islanders-Canucks game, most likely. Yeah. Peace. Goodbye.
0: I'll be alone, dancing, you know it, baby Tell me your troubles and doubts Giving me everything inside and out Love's strange, so real in the dark Thing of tender things, where well, we're working on Slow change may pull us apart When the lights get into your heart, baby Don't you forget about me Don't, 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 don't Don't you forget about me Will you stand above me Look my way, never love Falling, rain keeps falling Down. down your defenses Vanity, insecurity oh. Don't you forget about me I'll be alone dancing, dancing you, know you know it, it baby, going don't don't take, to take you, you apart I'll put, I'll put us back, back together at heart baby, don't you forget about me don't, 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 don't you forget about me As you walk on by, will you call my name? As you walk on by, will you call my name? When you? is they...